It was at this moment that he knew. Damn, son, where'd you find this? So just do it! Make your dreams come true! Just do it! You are now listening to the world's most popular, inaccurate, and sometimes squirreled retelling of pop culture history. It's Podcast 42 on the Podfix Network. Is Mr. Davis and David the same person? I don't know because it's time for Podcast 42. You don't have time to highlight those scripts. I'm Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre and I'll do what I want. JL Tropes. I'm Laura. Hi. You get to say hi again for this episode. I know. That was pretty exciting. And Mr. Davis is not the same person as David. Good. That was a lot Otherwise, of Otherwise, then you would be David. Well, we're doing something different tonight, but first, let's crack open the beer cooler. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you think. JL Beer Cooler, it's cooler than you drink. It's cooler than you drink, yeah. That's me knocking on my beer cooler. Who could that be knocking at my door? Go away. So, today we got <laughs> another nice one from Goose Island. I'd like to thank everyone for that nice BOGO sale. Yes. <laughs> Always get it's nice to get two for one. It's their Next Coast IPA. Going to go on an IPA kick because we all know how much Laura loves them. And she missed Yay. the last one. So why miss this one? Yeah, the last one I think she would have liked. Yeah, I think so. This one? I don't know. Did you put that down for her? The computer's blocking my way. Is she drinking two? No, she just has one. Okay. No, I haven't I haven't been blessed with the one I missed. Well, she was cooking all day, and she's like, I need a beer. And then she came in and said, well, you, JL must have taken all the Goose Island from last week. And I'm like, no. There's like three. There was like half a case in there. Yeah, no, there's, they're in there. I saw them. The case is still in there unless you're being a teenager and it's empty. No, it's full. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a teenage dirtbag, baby. Oh, I love that song. Anyway, so whenever we do a Goose Island, just know that all the labels are going to be one because they're all there's nothing on the labels. This one fades. They're all they're all plain and yucky. Yeah, this one this one does like an ombre effect with the lettering. Mm-hmm. Oh, what kind of effect? Ombre. 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 That's fancy talk for changing hair color. It is. It is. Oh. <laughs> well, this first sip, I'm not. I think I either I'm starting to really like IPAs or because you're an old man now. This is good. Old man, the IPA is an old man thing. Old it's a hipster man, take thing. Take a look at my life. He, he drinks bourbon IPA and IPAs. That's a sophisticated secret agent thing, not an old man thing. Mm, old man. Anyway, stay tuned to the end of our show where we rate the beer. We're going to rate it on one through six. One being the worst, six being the best. It's ba- uh, based on a six-pack, which makes sense to everybody but one lone Canadian in Kissimmee. So tonight, we are doing something really different. We're going to take some old radio plays from the 30s and 40s and we're going to reenact them but we have a twist excuse me chris what this first one says it is 1953 we get taking some radio plays from the 30s 40s and 50s 
Thank you. And we're going to reenact them. We have randomly divided out the parts. Um, so we pick parts from a fishbowl. If you picked a male part and you're a female, that's what you are. Now, <laughs> <laughs> some of you're the, the parts you pick. You're the parts you picked. You're a man. You're also, a woman, man. <laughs> sound effects will be done by us as well. I, I have a question. Sure. So like if my lines are interrupted by sound effects, do I still read over them? Like, do I continue my line while the sound effect people are doing their sound effects? If that's what the script calls for. But how do you know that's what it... Like, here, I start, uh-huh. but there is sound effects. Uh-huh. And then my thing, that would just be like one sentence. This was a... So much for not editing. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. Because I'm pretty. It would be announcer, sound effects, and then announcer. So I would wait for them to finish their sound effects. Yes. I'm practicing my sound effects. Okay. And I'm assuming that because the first line is not in capitals, that I'm kind of far away. So I'm not yelling it. But you can, then you can do I it. yell the second part. You can do whatever you want. There okay. Are, there I are just, no rules to this. I need some. And I, this is why TV was created. <laughs> <laughs> I need some direction. Okay. So in case you haven't picked up, these scripts have not been read ahead of time. They also, are. <laughs> no. Also, we've assigned some quirks to some of the main characters, and we will tell you about them before we do the the radio drama. Oh, we're telling them who we are. Yeah, we'll tell them who we are and who and what their quirk is if they have one. Okay. All right, and uh, we may go off script too. You never know. This is like the. <laughs> but you'll you won't know because you're not reading. Yeah. yeah, you wouldn't know anyways. So, our first drama is from... Why is this part so big? 1953. That's sound right. <laughs> 1953. It's from the series The Hall of Fantasy. And this episode is called The Shadow People. I will be no, playing... No, it's called The Shadow People Date. No, it's not no, called... No, no, no. The date it aired was September 21st, oh, 1953. Oh, I was very It confused. wasn't like the dating game. Or anything <laughs> I like thought that. it was Shadow People Dating. I was no. really excited. I choose Shadow Person who... number two. I'm going to take a picture of, of the title and post it on our podcast group page so everybody can see why I thought it was The Shadow People Dating. Okay. It could be the Shadow People dating. That sounds like a great show. Yeah. That's the sequel. I'm going to be playing Dr. Helios, and Dr. Helios has a quirk. He uh, is uh, sounds like Christian Stewart. And <laughs> I, I'm also playing Brian, and Brian has a quirk. He's uh, sounds like Julia Child. Yay. <laughs> Laura? Um, I am the announcer and Mr. Davis. Neither of them have quirks. I get to be Elaine, and her quirk is that she sounds like Forrest Gump. <laughs> I'm also the shadow. Also, David, whose quirk is, he sounds like James Bond. I don't think I mentioned it, but the quirks were also randomly decided. Yes, they were. They were drawn out of our famous fishbowl. <sighs> right, Sabrina. What Sabrina, where are you? I'm sound effects and, <laughs> and woman. <laughs> Hear her roar. The sound effects galore. I have my own quirks, but that's a personal trait. <laughs> I like right. to highlight things. Hall of Fantasy. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> this is not good. Uh, uh. I don't even know. 
Oh God! It tells you what you're supposed to do. I I know. (laughs) (laughs) It's gonna be bad. (laughs) Is it ever good? No, it's gonna be worse than normal. (laughs) Alrighty, and now. (laughs) (laughs) You are a great folio artist. I'm so glad I wasn't drinking. The Hall of Fantasy. You know, I would, I would think the Hall of Fantasy would be more menacing, not like really joyful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fantasy. You know, I wanted to be the announcer. Yes. It's 1953, and, and to, in 2020, it is. It's the Hall of Fantasy. <laughs> But in 1953, it's the whole Listen, the announcer didn't have a quirk, and you said I could do whatever I wanted. Okay. So the announcer's very happy, okay? You be very happy, then. Good. I'm gonna be. All right. Sound effects. You gotta do your drum beat oh, again, dude. do my drum beat again. That's right. She was too upbeat, so make it menacing. <laughs> do the Phil Collins. <laughs> Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. I'm going to do it so happy now. It said echoing. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. The happy supernatural. That's <laughs> correct. That's right. Supernatural is very happy. Which is look at that. Come with me, friends. We shall discover we shall descend into the world of the unknown and forbidden, down to the depths where the veil of time is lifted and the supernat uh, and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of Gong <laughs> That's all I wanted you to do the whole time. I'm like, yes! Just say gong. Uh, You're going to have to edit a lot. (laughs) Nope. The Shadow People. Elaine, have you been? (laughs) I mean, have you seen anything else since you spoke to me last? Uh, No, I haven't. (laughs) Ever since my mama died, nothing's happened except giving me some chocolates. Well, I only hope that. (laughs) Holy crap. What set off? <laughs> what set? It was. It was. But it was supposed to be off screen. So you should have left the room. Oh, <laughs> uh, what's that? It came from upstairs. Come on. Oh. Red, 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 red. <laughs> uh, you don't think. I don't know what to think. I only hope that. Uh, uh, David? David, if anything's happened to him. Run, 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 run. Ah, we'll hear those footsteps and see in a moment. Uh, there's no light in this room. You wait here, Lane. Stride, 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 stride. Let me go with this gleeful stride and find where's the light. Uh, over to your left. <laughs> walk, 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 click, click, walk, walk. Uh, David, what's wrong? Why didn't you leave the light on? It's because your father's Danny Lane. <laughs> Butley's here? Uh, yeah, hushed evil laughter. Who else thinks that? Butley! <laughs> I also thought it was Sabrina's light. 
<laughs> Not this time, suckers. <laughs> In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Shadow People, an original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Shadow People. We haven't started yet? <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> no, I just announced that we will be starting. <laughs> that was the pre-start. Thank God those weren't my real effects. <laughs> when did we first discuss it? Oh, yes. Brian, Andy Lane, and I. It was in my apartment. There was only one light on the entire place. Ugh! You skipped a you line. Skipped <laughs> no, I didn't. You did. Yeah. You did. I did. Somewhere along the line of your Oh. Life. I was so busy reading Eerie. That's okay. <laughs> okay, let's, let's do it. Let's take it back to Eerie. Oh, so much for no editing. <laughs> no, we'll keep going. Oh, God. <laughs> Elaine. No, David. No, no, You're Elaine. Like, no, I did that. No, you did, gotta shriek. Did, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, 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 oh. That was your shriek. Yeah, that's Forrest Gump shrieking. Okay. This is. What's wrong? Elaine, what's the matter? Uh, it's silly, I know, but uh, I thought I saw something in that doorway over there. Where? Over there, right? Over there by the sounds. Big footsteps. Oh, is that just like, what is BG? Yeah, you couldn't no buy idea. a vowel. <laughs> Apparently not. Thud, 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 thud. Where are you going, David? Over to that archway. Just to let you know that there's nothing here. Thud, thud, thud. Click. Does he have a squeaky shoe? <laughs> okay, I was just checking. He stepped in some mud downstairs. Okay. There, you see Elaine? Nothing's wrong. I brought my chicken. I'm stuffing it. Nothing at all. There. Are you satisfied? There's no one here but us. Us. And Julia Child. Yes. Click. Uh, yes. I, uh, I'm sorry. I just thought that Janet be here too. And I, uh. Click. <laughs> Leave the overhead lights on. I'm sorry. I just got to be secretive. I thought that. Put them back on, David. Please. No, I shouldn't. But I will. All right, Elaine. Click. Thud. 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 You know, David, you you really shouldn't thud so much. You're going to get back problems. Anyway, what what's bothering you, sis? Uh, I don't know. It's just that... Oh... I don't know. Tell us about it, Elaine. Tell us about Vietnam and Bubba. Tell us what's bothering you. You promise that you, you you won't laugh at me? Of course not. Brian, Lieutenant Diane. Well, Elaine, I'm your brother. I know it doesn't seem like it sometimes, but I used to be your brother. Now I'm your sister. And I love to stuff turkeys. Anyway, if something's troubling you, I would like to know about it. Here, take some baking soda. All right, then. I'll put it on the shrimp. The reason I was so upset was I ran out of Dr. Pepper and I got to pee. But then I saw someone or something standing over in that there archway. Bye! 
David showed you that there was no one else in here. When the lights were clicked on <laughs> verbally, you saw for yourself that we were all alone. I'm not talking about something you can click away with that light there, Brian. I'm talking about some sort of human being type thing. Then, then what's it all about, Elaine? Uh, see, in darkness, my old friend, I, I saw something that, can be see, that can't be seen in the lighted area. And I think I've seen it several times before. Are you sure you're not imagining this, Elaine? Oh, I don't have that good of imagination for radio. <laughs> Brian. I prefer you call me Julia. I mean, Julia. How, how long have you been seeing this thing, Elaine? I want to see her. Put her on my porch. Take her off. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I want the woman. Where's Money Penny? Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta take a poop. I do. <laughs> All that chili we had beforehand. <laughs> It started about, oh, probably six minutes ago or six weeks, something like that. You were off on business in Detroit or someplace like that with Lieutenant Dan, Bubba, and you, Brian. I mean, Julia. Mom and Dad were on vacation. I had the house to myself. In the library, I was. There was one light on. I sat in the chair beneath it, sort of reading. I was finding Waldo. Found him several times. I even thought that something was watching me. Maybe Waldo looking back or Carmen San Diego, something like that. I felt that there was someone in the room with me, standing right in the back of me. Just watching, glancing, looking at me. And I looked back, but nothing there. Just emptiness. And and then I thought I heard someone. And they were whisperings. I, I think I hears it. But I'm not sure. So I got up, looked around. And I'm pretty easily frightened. But not really sometimes. But this time I was, you know. But out in the hallway, it was almost entirely black. Luckily, I was near a light switch. That I clicked, clicked, clicked. <laughs> and I looked back over my shoulder and I saw this huge hulking shape. Oh, yes. Tell us about it. And it was the first time I saw it and I heard a voice. Or rather, it started whisperings to me. Like the wind. And I couldn't distinguish the words. There was just a lot of whoosh, 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 whoosh. But that dark shape that seemed to be moving towards me, I thought it was Bubba, but nope, it was not. I, my hand was on the light switch. I turned it on, and the minute the light flooded the hallway, $5 box. it was gone. <laughs> Nothing there. I was alone again. No Lieutenant Dan. Bubba sure as hell won't there. No Jenny. But as long as there's light, I know it can't hurt me. It can't even reach me. Well, 
You might have imagined it, you know. Hand me the salt and pepper. Uh, of course I will, but that's possible I did, but I'm sure I didn't. It was real. So real that the shape in the darkness, it, it, it was just like being back in the war. That was an old man I knew of. Dr. Sirius, I'd heard that he knew quite a good deal about this supposed supernatural shit that was happening all over the place, all over the world. I went to him to see if he knew anything. So I waterboarded him so he would explain everything that would happen and everything he told us about Elaine's story. Knock, knock, knock. <laughs> yes, my good sir? What do you wish? I have an appointment with Dr. Heshelius. Oh, yes, yes. He mentioned something about it. Are you Mr. Drake? Yes. If you'll come inside. Why, thank you. Thud, thud, thud. <laughs> that was a violent door. <laughs> the door blew up. Because <laughs> James Bond is here. Dr. Heselius is in the study. Please come with me. <laughs> thud, thud, thud. Walk, 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 walk. <laughs> Doctor, a visitor for you. Oh, yes. Bring him in. Thud, thud, thud. Walk, 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 walk. You may go now. I hate my life. Yes, Doctor. That woman always has the weirdest walks aways. Mr. Drake? Why, yes, I am. I'm Drake. David Drake. Uh, sit down, please. In that chair. I don't care over there. That's fine. I'll sit and also take a martini. Shaken, not stirred. Thank you, sir. Thud, thud, thud. I wish you wouldn't scrape my furniture across the floor like that and then fart in it. Now, what is the nature of your visit to me? Like, I care. Well, from what I understand, Dr. Heselius, if that's your name. It is. That you have a great knowledge of all things supernatural and manifestations that have occurred across the earth. Great knowledge, Mr. Drake? Why, yes. No, hardly that. I've only... Scratch the surface if I even get out of bed some mornings of my years of study. Perhaps I can help you. Then again, I don't really care. Well, then let me tell you a story. If you must. All right. Now, this didn't happen to me, but it happened to a friend who's also a friend and some woman that I was going to hook up with who I might marry. It seems that about six weeks ago when she was... Alone. Transitional pause! <laughs> Excuse me, I gotta fade in. <laughs> Let me get with point here. When the light was clicked on, clickety-click, the stock form disappeared. And that's the story. Or as much as I can remember, I kind of blacked out that night. Oh, excuse me. I see... It's really a strange tale, dude. Oh, trust me, I know. You say she seemed to hear whispered voices, and that's really all the emotion I could muster. Oh, she's always hearing things whisper to her, but that's what she says. I see. A moment, please. 
I don't know how you say his name. Ask Jail how you say his name. Heselius! <laughs> Heselius rises and walks off. I have a book in my files. I have to beat off. How <laughs> is Oh, wait. That's don't do that in front of me. Oh, I think that was stage direction. I'm sorry. Oh, yes. Why is there stage direction for a radio show? Because sometimes you got to get the beat off. Here it is. I believe this is the one. Yeah. I forgot how to say his name again. Didn't a shellyish <laughs> retard. Okay. Thank goodness. And he sits and flips through the pages of the books behind. Perhaps I may be able to help. I don't know. Let me see. This is a very ancient book, Mr. Drake, so just just don't breathe on it too hard. I seem to remember... Yeah, here's an account of a happening such as you relate. Let me see. Uh, and we shall live on the earth and they shall not see us. Yes, it's been foretold by the ruler of darkness. And they shall not see us. Yes, it has been foretold by the ruler of the darkness. They who live by day and retire to sleep by night like old people do, shall never know that we walk with them, that we are side by side by them, that we watch them, that we wait for our chance. Only at night will they see us, for in the daylight we will not be seen. Only at night, when the darkness grows together, and the forms of the shadow people are shaped from the blackness they will know of us. Will know of us and they will know that we are their companions. For we are the shadow people so tired, so boring. Ow. <laughs> I think someone swatted a fly. <laughs> I know. I just read. sit down on this. <laughs> it's a big book, goddammit. <laughs> I knew I had read something similar to the story you've told me, Mr. Drake. Dr. Shellyish, since you killed that fly, what can we do? Well, we can ask... Are you all in? <laughs> <laughs> we can ask Laura to say my name. <laughs> Laura, what's my name? Your name is Tina. Well, no, it's Christian Stewart Heselius. <laughs> say that's well, not my name. <laughs> give me a little time. Let me see if I can find any more references to these people of the darkness. One more thing, Mr. Drake. Gosh. Be sure that your fiance or whatever the hell she is is never left alone at night. She's my side chick. That's what I figured. Be sure that there's something, some living thing, animal, or, I don't know, human, I don't know. I don't know what accompanies her every second of the night, for she is in, she's in danger, Mr. Drake. I, I, I wish I could emphasize this more, but I just, I can't. I don't know how. Back now to our story, an original telefantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Shadow People. What were we just reading? <laughs> there was a break. It. 
Was that the transitional pause? I don't know. Yes. <laughs> it was the forward. It was the transitional menopause. That night, the night of the day of the night that I had seen Heselius, Elaine's mother died. Died in her sleep when she failed to appear for breakfast and not get her eggs benedict elaine's father went upstairs to see what was wrong he entered her room discovered that she was dead crawled up in bed with her seeing how she was doing she just lied there like a dead fish this took a different turn. Yes, yeah, she really did. did. Wow. It's a creepy family. <laughs> <laughs> the family doctor couldn't explain it because she had been in perfect health. Few weeks later, <laughs> I was out at the house spending a weekend with them when I glanced over on the mantle at the clock and it showed <clears throat> that it was 11. Doom, 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 doom. Why is the clock dooming? Because there's doom all around us. Doom, 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 doom. Somebody hit that clock off. I got to beat this clock off. Where's Mr. Davis? <laughs> I thought all he had to do was scream. <laughs> no, you're alive again. <laughs> Apparently. We went back in time. Doom! <laughs> Unplug the damn clock. It's taking us back. Doom! To the future. I can't Doom. understand why Brian hasn't returned from town. Well, he said he had some extra work to catch up on. He told me this morning he might be late. Well, 11 o'clock. I'm going upstairs. Glad you came out, David. Good seeing you again. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be here. Well, don't stay up too late. See you both in the morning. Good night. You should really get new shoes. <laughs> good night, Diane. Ah, yes. Good night, Mr. Davis. He ain't the same, David. Ever since Mama died, he ain't been the same. I hadn't noticed till tonight. He's changed. I only hope that he'll start living again. Since she died, it seems that he kind of died with her. Elaine, have you been... Have you seen anything else since you spoke to me last? No... Not since Mother died, nothing's happened. Well, I only hope that. Ah! God damn it, he died again! (laughs) (laughs) At least that damn clock stopped. Oh, so good. Jim. (laughs) Is it already one (laughs) o'clock? What's that? It came from upstairs. Let's go. Oh. I just kept running and running and running up those stairs. You don't think... I don't know what to think anymore. I only hope that. Uh, David. David. You think anything's happened to him? (laughs) 
Remind me to WD-40 this straw <laughs> after I get rid of my big boots. <laughs> but we'll see in a moment. There's no lot in this room. You just wait here, lad. Strad, strad, strad. Where's the damn light? Off to your left, David. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Click. <laughs> wait a minute. <laughs> Yes, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. David, what's wrong? Why do you not leave the light on? He laid your father. He's dead. <laughs> You'll never win the Laugh Olympics. Nope. <laughs> I had walked into the darkened bedroom. On the bed was Elaine's father. I didn't take a second look for me to know that he was dead. I've seen many dead bodies. Many that I've killed myself. Switched off the light. Walked back into the hallway to tell Elaine what happened. And then, from the room, there had come an eerie, quiet laughter. Like an evil dog. We couldn't win a wacky race. We're stopped barking in the background. <laughs> the darkness of that room, there was some unknown evil power. The voice itself was unearthly. No substance behind it. It sounded as if it came from darkness itself. <laughs> no, no, I don't believe you. It's the truth, Elaine. There's nothing more I can do. We have to tell the police. Tell me it's not true, David. Tell me it's not true. Shoddy. I wish I could. He's dead. After the burial, Dr. Heselius caught in touch with me. He said that he wanted to meet Elaine and Brian, and he wanted to talk to the three of us. Accordingly, a few nights later, he came out to their house. Mrs. Davis, I didn't want to talk to you, but I felt like I, I had to. Will you tell me just when he first saw this manifestation? Um, when Brown was in Detroit? Now, Mrs. Davis, you have even seen this apparition in the company of other people? Is that correct? Yeah, when we were at David's apartment. All right, now, I'll tell you what I think, whether you want to hear it or not. You are in deadly danger, Mrs. Davis. These beings want to claim you, like like baggage from an airport. So far, they've had no success. Only in the darkness do they have power. Little by little, heavy step by heavy step. Ooh, baby. They've been removing the obstacles in their way to, to reach you. First, your mother and... Then your father, Mrs. Davis, both died in the same fashion. In the darkness, death struck at them. So, now tell me, do you feel their presence here in this room as I talk to you? Uh, yeah. Turn out the lights, Brian. Bye. Stand by the switch, if you please, Brian. Just let's get on with this. If anything happens, then turn the lights back on. 
right. Here, hold my turkey. Walk, 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 walk. Uh, Dr. Shalish, I, I, I don't think. Did you notice how my shoes are much lighter than yours? <laughs> you should think about some insoles. Do you want me to continue working with you? Yes. Yes. Yes, we do. I was hoping you would have said no, but all right. Brian, turn off the lights. Yes, doctor. Click. The room now is in darkness, Miss Davis. Do you feel or see anything? No, uh... Yes. Yes, I do. Do you see anything? Uh, I think so. Doctor, I don't think... Be quiet, you fool. I know what I'm doing. Uh, in, in front of me, the darkness gathering together into a huge, terrible... Not only do you see us, Miss Davis, but everyone else in the room also will see the vague shapes forming themselves in the blackness. We don't want you, Dr. Heselius. You're depressing enough. The girl we want. We advise you to drop the case. You'll only bring down the wrath of the shadow people upon your head. Give us the girl. We want the girl. Don't stop us. Let us take her now. Uh! The lights. Turn on the lights. Click! Walk, 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 walk. They're, they're, they're gone! Miss Davis, are you alright like I care? Yes, yes I am. It's just as she said, the darkness. It formed into something. I saw it too. So did I. I saw it right through my strainer. What are we going to do, Dr. Helusius? At the present moment, I don't care. But this much I do know. I've cussed on Saturday Night Live, and they keep hiring me for movies. But regardless, you must leave this house immediately. You must try to get out of their reach. I, I don't know or care if that's possible. I hope it is. I don't really hope it is, but it seems like I should say that because I'm supposed to be human. I shall have to return to my home. I must learn if there's some manner by which we can defeat these creatures. For a moment, just leave the house. Just get out. Dispose of it in any manner you may see fit, but just just leave. That seems to be the answer from the beginning of this whole play. <sighs> a gong. The music. Then a gong. We spent the night in my apartment, the three of us. (laughs) Oh, we weren't gone. All three of us stayed together, cozy, tight. We got closer that night than we ever did before. The following day, Brian and Elaine made arrangements to dispose of the house. The afternoon, Dr. Hesheliis called me and asked that I come to see him. David, I'm sort of, sort of happy you're here. Good, I need my prostate checked. Anything new, doctor? Yes and no, one. I'm not that kind of doctor. Although for $50, I will be. Two, you realize, of course, that this spiritual manifestation is not new. It's gone on for centuries. 
What? I didn't know that. And could you use two fingers to tickle it? It's true, David. Dave. Massapante? Massapont? Some guy with a French name wrote that. De Panda. Well, that's what. <laughs> I sure wrote that what was supposedly a fiction story about the manifestation, David. He called it the Horla, which is a fancy drink they serve at the alehouse. However, according to the information here on my desk, it was taken away from an actual case history. Of course, he embroidered the story. Really? He embroidered the story? Yes, it has fancy embroidery. Oh, yeah, it's on my wall. Added a few touches to something he didn't realize actually... He highlighted it. ...existed. Yeah. (laughs) Weird. But, have you found anything with which we can fight them? I have a license to kill, you know. Dude... Everything depends upon an answer I receive from a colleague of mine in Paris. Is it odd job? No, it's Dr. Henry Renault. Doctor, no. No? Henry. Yes. With an I, not a Y. But why? I don't know why. I guess he'll die. I dispatched a telegram to him last night. Well, why is he not answered by now? Well, there's certain things that must be done. <sighs> Take a few days, I'm afraid. You didn't put a stamp on it, did you? Nope. We have to wait, David. There's nothing else we can do. Over the next few days, the house was sold because the market was booming, baby. And Brian and Elaine moved into a newer, more modern home a few miles from my apartment. Shelley has said it might take a few days for them to build up their power. I spent the nights at the new house. The lights were left on, and I watched for any unusual occurrence. In the daytime, I returned to my apartment and sleep. About four days later, after Elaine and Brian moved into their house, I was at home when Hercelius phoned me. Ring, 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 ring. Let me get off from bed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> He sleeps in his boots. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. David. Yes, Dr. Heschelius. I hate to tell you this, David. Why? What's the matter? What's wrong? You were a step ahead of me, David. I just received word that Renault died or was killed. I don't know. I didn't really read it. Anyway, at the very moment, I sent the telegram to him. Step by step, they had outwitted us, for they had anticipated every move we'd make. Even Dr. Heselius was at a loss at what to do. He agreed to meet me at the Davis house. Uh, what do you want to do to see us about, Dr. Heselius? Did you find something out new, more or new, or more or new? I'm sorry to say you can't read, but that I haven't. At the moment... I'm at a complete loss, mostly because I don't know what to do. Then why did you want to see us this evening? Merely to check on that footwear you're wearing and to see if anything oh, else Oh, I'm has still thudding about. <laughs> yes, you are. Miss Davis, have you seen or heard anything? Uh, not in the house, only in my dreams. In your 
dreams, your sweet dreams that are made of this? Yes, my sweet, sweet dreams that when I go to sleep at night, it's in there that I see the darkness. And it's grown worse. Much worse. I was hoping that it would have not progressed so far. There's been no disturbance in this house, but now it will disturb your sleep, Miss Davis. Now you must stay awake for as long as you can. When you see a sparkling vampire, you know you're in trouble. I want the three of you to move into my house. Nothing kinky, but perhaps that'll give you more protection. That's right. That night, we moved over to Shelly's house. Elaine would, pretend, would have more protection there. He was into bondage. From there, we might be able to devise a plan of action. So I called Q and had him bring me some gadgets. Next few days, things were quiet. The shadow people seemed to have withdrawn. For a while, I thought that we might have succeeded in thwarting their purpose. Elaine no longer complained of sleeping less, but that condition lasted for just a few days. Ten days later, they made themselves known again. That night, we were in the study, when suddenly, Heshelius whirled around and... Elaine, I'm not supposed to say that more excited, but this is about as excited as I can get. What are you looking at? I'm looking outside where the leaves fall off. That's where I see them. She's right, Dr. Hesilius. I can see him through. Here, hold my my fork. What should we do? Nothing. The hell do you mean, nothing? Well, life is meaningless. What? There's nothing we can do. We, we can't just... We can't do anything, Brian. D- don't you understand that they have us at their mercy? Greatest man in my field was Henry Renault with an eye. He could do nothing against them. What do you think we can do? He's right there, Brian. There's nothing we ever could do. As long as the house remains lighted. Just so long that they remain outside. If the lights were to... <laughs> Muttley. That sounds like Muttley. Dick Dashley again. Uh, it sounds like the night father was killed. It's that same sound we heard. The lights! What happened to the lights? I can't see my turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god, please be quiet. Be quiet, be quiet, be quiet. Thud, thud, thud. Now who's got the heavy footsteps of Shellyish? These were your shoes, I'm sorry. I put these on by accident. I thought yeah, that's better. I thought of this emergency. A candle? That's right, Mrs. Davis. It's a Yankee candle. It's uh, cotton, fresh cotton scented. As long as it burns and it smells really good, this one candle will be safe. So they cannot advance into the fragrance. They are limited by the darkness. As long as the candle burns, they'll have to remain outside this room and it'll remind us to do our laundry. Around you in every room of the house 
in the darkness outside. We are around you this time. You shall not escape. This time we claim you. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Brian's jittery <laughs> bustling. Take it easy, Brian. <laughs> I can't stand it. I'm getting out of here. Brian, no, come back. Don't be a fool. Elaine, I'm going to go after him. Stay here. We can't just let him die out there. We, we don't have a chance. I, like, I, seriously, I doubt if he... Miss Davis, I'm afraid Julia's dead, your brother. <laughs> no, not, not Julia. The wind, Pocahontas, listen to the wind. I know, it sounds like a leaky air mattress. Here, let me <laughs> let me plug it. <laughs> plug it in, plug it in. Here, put this duct tape over it. <laughs> it's... Who brought the balloon in here? <laughs> God damn, she's full of hot air. <laughs> yes, doctor, listen to the wind. You must realize. Listen to the wind. It never goes away. That's a three. Oh, Jesus. I'm going to close the window. <laughs> oh, should have invested in AC. <laughs> you must know in your minds that we can destroy you at any moment we desire. Dr. Dr. Hesselius, you may still save your own life. If you stop that breeze, we'll let the others go. Now give them to us. Here, let me close the window. No. Damn, there's a leak. No, no. What can I say? You'll have to take all of us. Shall we destroy your life? Shall we kill you now? <laughs> Mutley, as you wish. You never win the Laugh Olympics, so do as you will. <laughs> when did a train get here? I'm sorry the wind tickled you. <laughs> I'm sorry, David. The candle is out. Into the darkness. Come, join us, the figures in the darkness. No, not the wind. I won't be part of the wind. Jenny! We warned you, Hesselius. You and the others are dead now, and I must tell everybody that, because the wind has finally stopped. We're gone with the wind. Yes. We shall live on the earth, and man in the day shall not see us. They will know that we wait for our chance, that we will walk with them only at night when the darkness grows together, 
and the forms of the shadow people are shaped like from the blackness till they see us, then they will know that we are their companions. Look next to you. Feel the wind. There. In the shadows. <laughs> he said feel it, not hear it. <laughs> Gong! (laughs) 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 This is my favorite part! (laughs) Um, There's echoing drum beats too. Mm -hmm. I can feel it coming in the air. Gong! So runs tonight's tale of the unusual, the terrifying, the unknown. Join us again when next we journey down the corridors of the Hall of Fantasy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. I died, Laura. (laughs) I died too, Laura. This is not a happy time. Gone. Well, the Hall of Fantasy to hear another strange tale of the supernatural. All characters and events portrayed in these programs are fictional. Not to me! And any similarity to actual events or persons, living or dead, is purely (laughs) coincidental. I died! There is footsteps that are supposed to be fading right now, lady. I'm sorry! I'm dead! There's no (laughs) thudding! She didn't thud. Well, we had four planned for tonight, <laughs> but guess what? That one was yeah. That one was long. It was very. All of them are equally. This one I feel like is twice as long. Oh, they're very long. Well, then I guess we'll be prepared for next week. So let's revisit the beer cooler. Never went away. Never went away. Boom. Perfect. Wait a minute. It's been an hour. Yes. <laughs> yes, it has. I was all ready for my next. One. All right. Remind us what's in the beer cooler. It's Goose Island's next coast IPA. Uh, nice tropical IPA, 7% ABV. Well, uh, why don't we start with you, Laura, because of your love of IPAs. Um, yeah, it's an IPA. Wow, he was Kristen Stewart, not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give it two sips. What? Two sips? <laughs> yeah. Two sips? What? I'm right no. Yeah, snapping around the world. <laughs> yes. Wow. Two sips. That's what I'm reading. Then on film. So uh, a score of two? Why? No, not a score of two. Oh, uh, two sips. Two sips. Okay. It was that bad for you? I don't like IPAs, no matter how much jail keeps trying to feed them to Next me. Next week, I'm bringing a different IPA. Wow, I'm so excited and I cannot wait. It's the year of IPAs. Every week, oh. a different IPA. Yeah. Thank well, this God. was BOGO, so that wasn't necessarily jail's fault. Goose Island only makes IPAs? I think so. It seems like they only make IPAs. No. SPF is an IPA. They only had IPAs on the shelf. Yeah, well, you yeah probably because just they're known for their Goose Island, like the regular IPA. They just released the solo IPA, which we did last week. Yeah. And this one's been out for almost, like, probably about a year now. Okay. Well, um, 
I actually liked it, and I'm not a big IPA person either. No, don't hand it to me. I didn't like it that much. <laughs> that can go to jail. Or Sabrina. Um, it uh, the finish of an IPA is always important for me, and it still yeah, had that IPA finish, but it wasn't a harsh IPA finish. It was very mild. So I'm gonna give it a three. If I was stuck drinking this, I wouldn't be too disappointed. But it wouldn't be my first choice. But for IPAs, not bad. Middle of the road for me. Uh, three. Sabrina? Um, I liked it. Obviously, um, you just took Laura's. I did. I sure did. Um, no gongs for me on this one. <laughs> mm, I would... Mm, I'd give it a five. I enjoyed it. Um, there, the, there was a little bit of an aftertaste at times that I would get that I was unsure about. Um, I think that's what I got every time. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. understand that. But I enjoy... I like an IPA. I do. Um, so this one gets a five from me. Okay. Just because you like IPAs? Mm, yeah, and I just... I don't know. I get hints of, of fruit, and I like fruit, too. Yeah, I got a little hint of fruit in the beginning, yeah. but it went away quick. All my fruit must have rose to the top. Maybe. All right, Beer Master, what do you think? Oh, I like it. Nice, nice flavor to it. Good. Uh, it's really good. It's their attempt at a West Coast IPA, which is why it's like Next Coast IPA. And West Coast IPAs are supposed to be a little juicier and a little fruitier and all that. A little hazy. I like it. Really good. I give it a six. All right. Well, there you go. All right, Sabrina, where can you find us? You can find us on the Facebook group page, uh, podcast, the official Podcast 42 Facebook group page. Uh, you can find us anywhere you find podcasts. Uh, we're on Spreaker and TuneIn and Google Podcasts and iTunes and iHeartRadio and all that fun stuff. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to us now, you found us. Um, <laughs> Gong. <laughs> Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. You can subscribe to our Patreon page. We would love Patreons. Uh, you can get some of our outtakes there, all of the episodes, and a bunch of other random stuff. Uh, you can email us at podcast42show at gmail.com. That's podcast42show at gmail.com. You can call or text us at 321-285-5512. Uh, we love some phone calls or even text messages. You can drop us a line. Let us know how we're doing. We're part of the Podfix Network. And our website is podcast42show.wordpress.com. You can find on there all of our episodes, all of the beer guides, all of the beer ratings, uh, just about everything. Um, our artwork has been done by Cute Panda. You can find Cute Panda um, for commission on Facebook. And our theme music was done by Cremo. You can find more music from Cremo at cremo.net or on Facebook under Cremo. All right, excellent. Well, I am Christopher DeVos. I'm Sabrina Pierre. JL Troves. I'm Laura. Bye. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Catch you on the flippity flop. Gong. <laughs> <laughs> you got a catchphrase. <laughs> we'll see if it lasts. <laughs>
we have attempted to provide you with the facts as best to our knowledge with the help of a case of fear, some old man that tells stories down by the river, Wikipedia, and old homemade YouTube documentaries. Do not use anything you heard in this show to write a book report with. You will get a bad grade. A really 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 bad grade. Just like all of our hosts did when they were in school. Music was provided by Kramo. You can find more of his tunes at Kramo.com. This has been a Podcast 42 production. Now, the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the Hall of Fantasy. Welcome to the series of radio dramas dedicated to the supernatural, the unusual, and the unknown. Come with me, my friends. We shall descend to the world of the unknown and forbidden. Down to the depths with a veil of time is lifted, and the supernatural reigns as king. Come with me and listen to the tale of the Shadow People. Elaine, have you been... I mean, have you seen anything else since you spoke to me last? No, I haven't. Ever since Mother died, nothing's happened. Well, I only hope... It came from upstairs. Come on. I don't know what to think. I only hope that... David, if anything's happened to him... We'll see in a moment. There's no light in this room. You wait here, Elaine. Where's the light? Over to your left. David. What's wrong? Why didn't you leave the light on? Your father's dead, Elaine. In just a moment, the Hall of Fantasy will present The Shadow People. And now for our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Shadow People. Somewhere along the line of your life, you've met them. You have come in contact with The Shadow People. When did we first discuss it? Oh, yes, Brian and Elaine and I. It was in my apartment. There was only one light on in the entire place. Oh, what's wrong? Oh, Elaine, what's the matter? Oh, it's, it's silly, I know, but I've, 
I, I thought I saw something in that doorway over there. Where? Over there, right over there. Where are you going, David? Over to that archway, just to let you know that nothing's here. Hey, you see, Elaine, nothing's wrong, nothing at all. Are you satisfied that there's no one else here but us? Yes, I... Oh, I'm sorry, I just thought that I... Leave your red lights on. I'm sorry, I thought that... Put them back on, David, please. All right, Elaine. Look, what's bothering you, sis? I don't know, it's just that... I don't know. Tell us about it, Elaine. Tell us what's bothering you. You promise that you... You won't laugh at me? Of course not. Brian? Elaine, I'm your brother. If something's troubling you, I'd like to know about it. All right, then. The reason I was so upset was the fact that I saw someone or something standing in that archway. But, Elaine, David showed you that there was no one else in here. When the lights were put on, you saw for yourself that we were alone. I'm not talking about something you... You can see in the light, Brian. I'm not talking about a human being. And what's it all about, Elaine? In the darkness, I... I saw something that can't be seen in a lighted area. And I've seen it several times before. You sure you're not imagining this, Elaine? Oh, I don't have that good an imagination, Brian. How long have you... Have you seen this thing, Elaine? Well, it... It started about six weeks ago. You were in Detroit on business, Brian. Mom and Dad were on vacation... I was in the house by myself, in the library. There was only one light on. I sat in the chair beneath it, reading. Several times I thought that something was watching me. I felt there was someone in the room with me, standing right in back of me. Every so often I'd glance back over my shoulder, but there seemed to be nothing there. And then... Then I thought I heard someone whispering. I wasn't sure, but when I heard it again, I got up and I, I, I looked all over the house. Oh, I'm not easily frightened, you know that, but, but out in the hallway, it was almost entirely black. Luckily, I was near a light switch. I looked back over my shoulder, and I saw this huge, hulking shape for the first time. And I heard a voice. Rather, the whisper of a voice. I couldn't distinguish the words, but that dark shape seemed to be moving towards me. My hand was on the light switch, and I turned it on. In a minute, the light flooded the hallway. The shape was gone. There was nothing there. I was alone again. As long as there's light, I know it can't hurt me. I know it can't reach me. You might have imagined it, you know. Of course, that's possible, but I'm sure I didn't. It was so real. So real, that shape in the darkness. It was the very essence of evil itself. There was an old man I knew of, a Dr. Vesuvius. I'd heard that he knew quite a good deal about the supposed supernatural manifestations which had taken place in the world. I went to him to see if he knew anything that might explain the events of the story Elaine had told us. Yes, my good sir. What do you wish? I have an appointment with Dr. Cecilius. Oh, yes, yes. He mentioned something about it. You are Mr. Drake. Yes. If you'll come inside. Thank you. Dr. Cecilius is in the study. Please come with me. Doctor? 
A visitor for you? Oh, yes. Bring him in. You may go now. Yes, Doctor. Mr. Drake? Yes. Sit down, please, in that chair over there. Thank you, sir. Now, what is the nature of your visit to me? Well, I understand, Dr. Vesalius, that you have a great knowledge of the supernatural manifestations which have occurred on the earth. Great knowledge, Mr. Drake? No, hardly that. I have only scratched the surface in my years of study. Perhaps I can help you, then again, perhaps I cannot. Well, may I tell you the story? By all means, my good sir. All right. Now, this didn't happen to me, Doctor, but to my fiancée. It seems that about six weeks ago, when she was alone, when the light was on, the dark form disappeared. And that's the story, sir. As much of it as I can remember. Mm-hmm. I see. It's a strange tale to tell. I'm fully aware of that, Dr. Vesalius. You say she seemed to hear whispered voices? Yes, that's what she says. I see. A moment, please. I have a book in my file. Oh, yes. Here it is. This is the one. Yes, Perhaps I may be able to help you after all. Let me see. This is a very ancient book, Mr. Drake. I seem to remember... Yes. Here is an account of a happening such as you relate. And we shall live on the earth... And they shall not see us. Yes, it has been foretold by the ruler of the darkness. They who live by day... Retire to sleep by night shall never know that we walk with them, that we watch them, that we wait for our chance. Only in the night will they see us, for in the daylight we are not seen. Only in the night, when the darkness grows together and the forms of the shadow people are shaped from the blackness, they will know us. Then they will know that we are their companions, for we are the shadow people. I knew I had read something similar to the story you have told me, Mr. Drake. Dr. Asilius, what can we do? Well, give me a little time. Let me see if I can find any more references to these uh, people of the darkness. One more thing, Mr. Drake. Be sure that your fiancé is never left alone at night. Be sure that there is some living thing, animal or human, which accompanies her every second of the night. For she is in danger, Mr. Drake. A terrible danger. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne, entitled The Shadow People. That night, the night of the day I had seen Cecilius, Elaine's mother died. She died in her sleep. When she failed to appear for breakfast, Elaine's father went upstairs to see what was wrong. When he entered her room, he discovered that she was dead. The family doctor couldn't explain it, for Elaine's mother had been in perfect health. A few weeks later, I was out of the house spending a weekend with them. I glanced at the clock on the mantel, and it showed 11. I can't understand why Brian hasn't returned from town. Well, he said he had some extra work to catch up on. He told me this morning that he might be late. Well, 
11 o'clock. I'm going upstairs. Glad you came out, David. It's good seeing you again. It's a pleasure to be here, sir. Well, don't stay up too late. See you both in the morning. Good night, Dad. Good night, Mr. Davis. He isn't the same, David. Ever since Mother died, he hasn't been the same. I didn't realize that until tonight. He's changed. I only hope that he'll start living again. Ever since she died, it, it seems that a part of him died with her. Elaine, have you been... I mean, have you seen anything else since you spoke to me last? No, I haven't. Ever since... Mother died. Nothing's happened. Well, I only hope. Came from upstairs. Come on. You don't. Think I don't know what to think. I only hope. That... David. David, if anything's happened to him, we'll see in a moment. There's no light in his room. You were here, Elaine. Where's the light? Over to your left. David, what's wrong? Why didn't you leave the light on? Your father's dead, Elaine. <laughs> I'd walked into the darkened bedroom. On the bed was Elaine's father. It didn't take a second look for me to note that he was dead. I switched off the light and walked back into the hallway to tell Elaine what happened. And then from the room there had come an eerie, quiet laughter... In the darkness of that room was some unknown evil power. The voice itself was unearthly. There was no substance to it. It sounded as if... as if it came from the darkness itself. No. No, I don't believe you. It's the truth, Elaine. There's nothing more I can do. We'll have to notify the police. Tell me it's not the truth, David. Tell me it's not true. I'm sorry, Elaine. I wish I could. Your father's dead. After the burial, Dr. Hesselius got in touch with me. He said that he wanted to meet both Elaine and Brian, that he wanted to talk to the three of us. Accordingly, a few nights later, he came out to their house. Miss Davis, will you tell me just when you saw the first manifestation? The night Brian was in Detroit. No, Miss Davis, you have even seen this apparition in the company of other people, is that correct? Yes. The night at David's apartment. All right. Now I'll tell you what I think. You are in deadly danger, Miss Davis. These beings want to claim you. So far, they have had no success. Only in the darkness do they have power. Little by little, step by step, they have been removing the obstacles in their way to reaching you. First your mother, and then your father, Miss Davis. Both died in the same fashion. In the darkness, death struck at them. Now tell me, do you feel their presence here in this room as I talk to you? Yes. Turn out the lights, Brian. Stand by the switch, if you please, Brian. If anything happens, turn the lights back on. All right. Dr. Vesilius, I don't... Do you want me to continue working with you? Yes, sir. All right, then. Brian, turn off the lights. Yes, Doctor. The room now is in darkness, Miss Davis. Do you feel or see anything? No, I... Yes. Do you see anything? Yes. Doctor, I don't... Be quiet, you fool. I know what I'm doing. In front of me. The darkness gathering together into a huge, terrible... Not only do you see us, Miss Davis, 
But everyone else in the room also will see the vague shapes forming themselves in the blackness. We do not want you, Dr. Hesilius. The girl we want. We advise you to drop this case. You will only bring down the wrath of the shadow people upon your head. The girl. We want the girl. Do not stop us. Let us take her now. Turn on the light. They're gone. Miss Davis, are you all right? Yes. Yes, I am. Just as she said. The darkness. I, I saw it form into something, too. So did I. What are we going to do, Dr. Hesilius? At the present moment, I don't know. But it's much I do know. You must leave this house immediately. You must try to get out of their reach. I don't know if that is possible. I hope it is. I shall have to return to my home. I must learn if there's some manner by which we can defeat these creatures. For the moment, leave this house. Dispose of it. In any manner you may see fit, but leave this house. Back now to our story. An original tale of fantasy by Richard Thorne entitled The Shadow People. spent the night in my apartment, the three of us. The following day, Brian and Elaine made arrangements to dispose of the house. In the afternoon, Dr. Hesilius called me and asked that I come to see him. David, I'm glad you're here. Anything new, Doctor? Yes and no. You realize, of course, that this spiritual manifestation is not new, that it has gone on for centuries. No, I wasn't aware of that. It's true, David. De Maupassant wrote uh, what was supposedly a fiction story about the manifestation, David. He called it... Uh, However, according to the information here on my desk, it was taken from an actual case history. Of course, he embroidered the story, added a few touches to something he didn't realize actually existed. But have you found anything with which we can fight them? Everything depends upon an answer I received from a colleague of mine in Paris, Dr. Henri Renault. I dispatched a telegram to him last night. Why hasn't he answered by now? There are certain things that must be done. It will take a few days, I'm afraid. We have to wait, David. There's nothing else we can do. In the next few days, the house was sold, and Brian and Elaine moved into a newer, more modern home a few miles from my apartment. Cecilia said it might take a few days for them to build up their power. I spent the night at the new house. The lights were left on and I watched for any unusual occurrence. In the daytime, I'd return to my apartment and get some sleep. About four days after Elaine and Brian moved into the new house, I was at home when Hesedius phoned me. Hello? David? Yes, Dr. Hesedius? I hate to tell you this, David. What's the matter? What's wrong? They were a step ahead of me, David. I just received word that Renault died or was killed at the very moment I sent the telegram to him. Step by step, they had outwitted us. For they had anticipated every move we'd make. Even Dr. Hesilius was at a loss as to what to do. He agreed to meet me at the Davis house. What did you want to see us about, Dr. Hesilius? Did you find out anything more? I'm sorry to say that I haven't. At the moment, I'm at a complete loss. I don't know what to do. But 
What did you want to see us about this evening? Merely to check, to see if anything else has happened. Miss Davis, have you seen or heard anything? Not in the house, only in my dreams. Your dreams? Yes. When I go to sleep at night, in my dreams, in the darkness, I see them. And it's grown worse, much worse. I was hoping that it would not have progressed so far. There has been no disturbance in this house, but now they disturb your sleep, Miss Davis. Now, you must stay awake for as long as you can. I want the three of you to move into my house. Perhaps that will give you more protection. That night, we moved over to Vesilia's house. Perhaps Elaine would have more protection there. From there, we might be able to devise some plan of action, some way to beat those beings. For a few days, things were quiet. The shadow people seemed to have withdrawn. For a while, I thought that we might have succeeded in thwarting their purpose. Elaine no longer complained of troubled sleep. But that condition lasted for a few days only. About ten days later, they made themselves known and felt again. That night, we were in the study. When suddenly, Hesilius whirled around and... Elaine, what are you looking at? Outside the house. Right where the light waves off, I see them. She's right, Dr. Celius. I can see them, too. What should we do, Doctor? Nothing. What do you mean, nothing? There's nothing we can do. We can't just... We can't do anything, Brian. Don't you understand that they have us at their mercy? The greatest man in my field was Henri Renault. If he could do nothing against them, what do you think we can do? He's right, Brian. There's nothing we can do. As long as the house remains lighted, just so long will they remain outside. If the lights were to... <laughs> that sounds... When my father was killed. The same sound. We heard the same sound. The lights. What's happened to oh, the lights, all right? Be quiet, please. I thought of this emergency. A candle. That's right, Miss Davis. As long as this burns, this one candle will be safe. For they cannot advance into the light. They are limited by the darkness. As long as the candle burns... They will have to remain outside of this room. <laughs> Around you. In every room of the house. In the darkness outside. We are around you. This time you shall not escape. This time we will blame you. Take it easy, Brian. I can't stand it. I can't get out of here. Brian, come back. Don't be a fool. I'm going after him. Stay here. We just can't let him go. We don't have a chance. I doubt it. Miss Davis, I'm afraid that your brother is dead. (laughs) The wind, Doctor. Listen to the wind. I know. Yes, Doctor. Listen to the wind. You must realize by now that the three of you haven't a chance. You must know in your minds that we can destroy you at any moment we desire. But, Dr. Hesilius, you may still save your own life. Let the others go. Give them to us. No. No, you will have to take all of us. Shall we destroy your light? Shall we move? On you now. <laughs> as you will. Do as you will. I'm sorry, 
darkness. events portrayed in these programs are fictional, and any similarity to actual events or persons living or dead is purely coincidental.